Ashley and I are sitting here trying to figure out when to start our intro. <laughs> Welcome to Spin Radio, everyone. The le- leading digital marketing podcast for marketing directors. Spin Radio is brought to you by SpinWeb, a digital agency located on the web at spinweb.net. I'm Allison Gibbs. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Allison. In studio with me, as always, is Ashley Sprague, our senior account executive here at SpinWeb. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. You'll notice the absence of one Michael Reynolds today. He is off traveling, doing a speaking engagement, talking about one of his favorite things, digital advertising. So it's just Just us us here today. Oh, and Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Nathan's running the board, as always. And giving a really weird smile. I don't really know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Great. I'm happy it's Friday. I'm happy it's Friday, too. And I'm really enjoying this Diet Dr. Pepper right now. Oh, good. Yep. So all the caffeine. Here we go. Pick it, pick it up all of the caffeine so that you can add all of your value. All, all of the value? All of it. All right. Well, on our list today of discussion, we are going to talk about how one-click unsubscribe is destroying your email list. It sounds very scary, uh, but don't worry. It's not as terrifying as I think (laughs) Christopher Penn wants to believe us it is, (laughs) lead us to believe it is. And then also we have got a list of free online marketing classes for you guys to take a look at. Oh, timing on that was perfect. It's amazing. Love it. It's like happens. you planned that. It's like I planned that. Do you have anything on your list today, Ashley? I don't. I was um, actually just laughing though at the um, when we were talking about the unsubscribe list because I was on um, the article that we have in our show notes and I had like a pop up ta- asking me if I wanted to subscribe to something and I thought it was really kind of an interesting little little segue. Mm. You mean on our website, our mm. little lead generation on our website or on somebody no, else's? No, I, I was on somebody else's website. Mm. Yes. Well, that's a different discussion for another day. On it the, is. Uh, on the, the, I think, effectiveness of pop-ups. And Absolutely. Are they annoying or not? So yes. where do you think we should start? Well, I think we should go ahead and get started with, uh, who was it? Is it Christopher Penn? Christopher Penn. Oh, do you know the story of Christopher Penn? I don't, but I, I'm having a hard time with that name. I don't know why, but it's, I feel like, I don't know. Well, Michael Reynolds is the number one fan, or the, at least the president of the fan club for Christopher Penn. Ooh, excellent. Christopher Penn provides a lot of information um, and a lot of excellent resources from a data perspective. He's really into data. He he was He spoke at DMG last year. We've seen him a couple of times. Um, at a couple of other conferences. And so I like to follow him. And he published a blog post this week that caught my eye because the title was how one click unsubscribes could destroy your email marketing. And I (laughs) thought, well, that's interesting because legally we have to have an unsubscribe option. (laughs) Right. That's a federal law that we as marketers, we have to follow that. And so I thought, well, maybe there's more to this story than I don't understand. So basically background on this. So can spam it's a it's federal law. We have to follow it. We have to give our users the ability to unsubscribe. Okay. Um, the The way that email service providers do that is they either have an unsubscribe link or they have a link that's something like update your subscription preferences. Got it. And so a lot of email service providers have what is called the one click unsubscribe. So basically at the bottom of the email, all you have to do is hit unsubscribe yep. and it just automatically does it for you. There's no other action that you have to take. The other option is that you um, that your user, when they click on the link, it then takes them to a landing page that then gives them the option to to either 
um, not go through with this, the the unsubscribe process. So basically, they can sit there and rethink about it, uh, or like know. reduce their amount that they're receiving, or, or they something can like update, that. Yes, or they can update the the types of emails that they right. are receiving. So a lot of companies will have things like, you know, the you know featured products or you know marketing sales information or, or sales. Yeah, right. all different types of emails. So sure. those are the two that we generally see. And the way when I when I started reading this this post specifically, I thought for sure that I was going to say, um, you know, oh, I I don't agree with this because I'm a believer that I I think it should just be easy for people if they want to unsubscribe. I don't want to keep them around if they don't like me or if they don't like what we're sending. (laughs) Right. If they're just not interested. Sure. Okay. Bye. That's fine. That's fine. Um, So now if you have a large number of that. Happening, happening then that's another we should problem. readdress that's, that's a whole other podcast whole i feel like podcast. yes <laughs> but uh you know if your unsubscribe rate's pretty normal then you know i would say just uh, before reading this i would have said just keep it so basically um chris agreed with me chris pan agreed with me and said you know oh well it's consumer friendly it's easy for the user but then he said ah but you're not thinking about it from this perspective so basically he was talking about from especially this is especially for b2b marketers um talking about the average anti-spam network security that a server goes through so basically anytime an email is sent whether it is a personal email or it is a marketing email um or even a transactional email uh, from you know, if you've ordered something online, it basically for for these you know pretty sophisticated s- server setups, it goes through that server first. That server then clicks on all the images, it clicks on all of the links, it, it goes through everything to make sure that there's nothing bad in there. Sure. And so if it's clicking on every single link in there, it's clicking on that unsubscribe. And oh. if that one click unsubscribe is triggered through even just through that, then it's unsubscribing that user. Interesting. Now, I haven't noticed this enough on our analytics. I went back and took a quick look at it and to see if there were any, you know, major times where I could see the unsubscribe rate potentially being a cause of this type of a setup. Um, You know, I I haven't seen anything, but I'd love to hear from our listeners to see if you've noticed a, a big uptick maybe after you do maybe a major lead generation campaign, you know, if you're doing a webcast and then suddenly, you know, people are unsubscribing uh, pretty quickly, maybe taking a deeper dive into why they're unsubscribing. Um, you know, that's why, so Chris essentially said that the way to to alleviate this is to, instead of having the one click unsubscribe, remove that and then have an unsubscribe link that just leads people to the to that additional page or they can then hit the action of sure. unsubscribe. And even on that um, on that page, I've seen a lot more recently, within the last like probably two years, um, more marketers asking why you're unsubscribing. So they're asking things like, you know, was this, did you consider this spam? Are, are we sending you know, too many are emails? Are we sending too many right. emails? Is it not relevant to you anymore? Right. You know, I always, uh, you know, when, when an employee leaves SpinWeb and those emails get redirected to one of us, sure. a lot of times I'm going through just unsubscribing because they're right. not relevant to me. And so I don't need that. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going through and I basically yep. just add, you know, the, that it's because they're no longer here and sure. it's not applicable to me. So um, I asked... Our Chris on the the SpinWeb team, his uh, opinion on this and his opinion was, you know, they have those security settings set up for a reason and that 
you know, that he doesn't think that it's that big of a deal to have the one click unsubscribe, um, to have that be triggered and to have it unsubscribe. So he's like, they've, they've got that there for a reason. But at the same time, if it's so um, on the other side of that, if it's so specific that none of the marketing emails are getting through, my guess is that at some point that person on the other end is probably going to raise a red flag with their IT team. Right. right? Well, say? and I do. and I, But here's my thing. Just from even my just my perspective outside of the marketing realm, I like things to be very simple, very easy, like the one click. Like mm-hmm. that is very simple to me. That is something that I can do very quick because a lot of times if you're at a point where you're going to unsubscribe from an email, it's, you've probably been annoyed like for like the last two or three emails that you've received. So you really just kind of want it to be done at that point. So I see the one click. However, if you don't want to unsubscribe and you have a security system going through and checking all of your emails to make sure that there's nothing in there that can potentially be you know harmful to your entire system, you can miss out on marketing emails that you really do want to get. Yeah. So I do see, I do see both sides and I don't know that I have, I don't know that I have a side that I would lean towards. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. If I'm unsubscribing from an email, I'm going to go through whatever steps it takes. It t- yeah. To you're going to do the necessary steps. To, right. The email. True. If it's a one click, it just gets me to the end result faster. Right. But nothing ever stops me. Like the, they always try to say, you know, like, oh, you know, please come sh- back. Are you are sure? You sure? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. If I got to this point, pretty sure. Yep. Now, I also recognize that I'm probably more direct than a lot of people. But it's okay. so I, I will go through whatever <laughs> steps necessary in order to unsubscribe from something. Fair. Whether or not the rest of the world does that, I don't know. I think as long as that landing page that you're going to is very simple. Um, I've gone to some that... I feel like I'm filling out like a survey monkey. Like I seriously feel like I'm filling out an entire thing and I just want to hit unsubscribe. Like I don't want to get less. I don't want to get different email. (laughs) Just stop communicating with me. Like that's really all I want. So I think as long as that landing page is very simple, very clean, you know, maybe, maybe two or three questions, like totally, I, I would be down with that. I could take, I could handle that. You could handle that. I could handle that. But have you ever tried on the ones that, um, this is just my own curiosity. Have you ever tried to just skip all of the questions and just hit unsubscribe and see what happens? They won't let you. Oh, okay. It's like alert. Okay. Like you've, you've forgotten. You to, yeah. yeah. So they've made all of those fields or all of required. those questions required. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's lame. Stop doing that. Yeah. I feel like that that's <laughs> again. And then I just, just get more irritated. Yeah. yeah. Just make it easy for people. And, and you know, I haven't really heard a ton of, you know, litigation surrounding can spam in recent, probably the last four or five years. Sure. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen. And something with that much friction, I, you know, who knows where that could, could lead you. So just make it easy for people. Yeah. Make it, make it simple, make it easy and then provide the proper value to yeah. your, you know, to your listeners or your readers. So they don't hit unsubscribe. The value. All providing, of the value. Providing value. Just like yes. Ashley does every yes. week. Yes. I try. <laughs> I sure try. Awesome. So just the, the quick takeaway on that one. If you have the one click unsubscribe, consider yeah, consider changing it to the, the mark what, what Christopher Penn references is the marketing best practice um, and sending people to a landing page. But make that landing page really easy and pretty straightforward for people. Perfect. Uh, th- you said you went over our analytics. Just to go back really quick. Um, yeah. What, like, the unsubscribe you can see after maybe like a 
like a, a big campaign that you know a, a client has rolled out yeah like at what point should they start like paying attention to that i mean immediate mm. oh, immediate or Good question well i like to take the, i like to make the actual client themselves or spin web if it's us sending the email i like to make our data or the client data um the benchmark for how we handle those things because a lot of times we hear things like oh this is the industry best practice and for them, it may be a higher rate, and sure. I don't think that that's fair to really stress out about something when that's going to be fairly normal for you. Right. So I kind of take the average. So if you're looking at your data on a regular basis and you notice something that's not normal, like so it could be, let's say your unsubscribe rate is, you know, it's usually it's less than a percent sure. across the board, but sometimes in some cases in some b2c cases it's a little bit higher but let's say your um let's say your your unsubscribe rate is you know 0.2 percent and then it jumps to over a full percent that would be something that i would watch out for sure so okay. I, I just i because you're you're gonna have the natural attrition of the list sure especially whenever it comes out exactly like so are you saying that you know as soon as that that campaign mm-hmm. launches like you need to start monitoring it like that day like, oh, I and, always and, wait like 24 hours. Okay, so yeah. waiting 24 hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I usually wait like 24 or 48 hours and, and go back and take a look at it and look at the click-through rate. Um, I usually don't really pay that much attention to open rates because open rates um, mm, yeah. are so... Well, You the, the images have to load in order for it to really count as an open. So the okay. open rates aren't necessarily the most accurate. I shouldn't say that I don't pay attention to it because I certainly look at it, but... It's more important to me, are people actually taking the action that I want them to take in the email? Excellent. Excellent. See, I knew you liked data, so I wanted to ask questions about yep. the data. And I especially love email marketing. Yes. That was my first, I think, venture into digital marketing was email marketing. So it holds a very special place in my heart. Well, let's talk more about email marketing. Oh, really? Let's talk more about it. Okay. And the, and the second part of what our podcast is about today, about the online marketing classes. Oh, online marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a excellent segue. I thought you were bringing up a different article, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, I, this was, this is called a segue <laughs> into the next topic, and I just totally threw Allison off. Like, her eyes got huge. She was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> Ashley is providing value today. Nope, just a segue. <laughs> Michael's going to go back and listen to this and think, I'm never letting those two run my <laughs> podcast ever again. <laughs> All right, yeah. So HubSpot this week published a blog post, and the link is in the show notes. Uh, but the the post essentially has a, a, a list of 32 free online marketing classes. Free. Free online marketing classes. <laughs> Reiterate that, because you don't get that very often. Hey, is this free? <laughs> is it free? It's free. Okay. So, <laughs> free. Um <laughs> This is the part where we start laughing and Michael isn't here to like rain it back. No, no, he's he's listening to this going, okay, girls, like, okay. Let's Michael, bring it back. Michael usually jumps in every time he realizes that we're about ready to crack up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get a lot of questions about, you know, how do you keep up with marketing? How do you keep up with all of these trends? How do you learn all of this stuff? Well, basically, I scour the internet for free classes like this. <laughs> yeah. And I try to learn as much as I can and get a baseline. And then from there, I can usually keep up with some sort of blog or, you know, I've got a, a handful of blogs that I, I follow, that I follow on a regular basis. But this list includes everything from 
um, content marketing classes, email marketing classes, classes for SEO, and including coding and design classes too, which what? I know Nathan's taken some of these classes before. So Nathan, I think, code, you, did you do Code Academy? Code Academy and Code, code School. school. Okay. So those are, do, would you endorse those from your perspective? Great value. Great value. Great value. Great value. That's a good response from Nathan Stearns over it there. It really is. Great value. I also did the Code Academy class at one point in time because I was sick of not knowing the, all of the like the lingo. <laughs> so I went through the basic courses really quickly so that way I could communicate effectively with my developers. Do you think that that was successful, Nathan? Excellent. Good so answer. Code Academy's on this list as well. Um, now, w- the one thing that I want to caution you about with this, this list is that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever pay for classes because we certainly have paid for a lot of classes oh, yeah. around here at SpinWeb that yep. I think are well worth the value. An example are some of the classes that Ash Amberger, that she hosts. Um, I know that Michael sent one of those to you recently. Yes. She's got a great selection of classes. She was actually on our podcast about a year ago, so maybe we can have her back and we can talk Ooh. more about um, maybe some classes or maybe some sales in the future. I like that idea. Exciting. So basically, so we've got this list here. And uh, of course, HubSpot Academy, they've got their own certification. So they've got their inbound marketing certification, yep. the content marketing certification. But then there are some other resources like Coursera, um, that, you know, they have a, a course that's the strategy of content marketing. And so I think that it's valuable to kind of get all, gain all different perspectives because inbound marketing, the way that they present their co- course material is going to probably be different from the way that the content marketing, uh, the strategy of content marketing is different. And you can kind of blend both of those together because I, I don't think that there's a one size fits all solution right. for any marketing plan whatsoever. And so the more that you can start to get different perspectives on how people are approaching. So some people are going to approach marketing from content marketing. Some of them are going to say the term inbound marketing. Some of them are going to say digital marketing. So it just depends on on who you're you're speaking with. Um, Quick Sprout is another one. Quick Sprout's got a lot with social media. I've heard of Quick Sprout. Yeah. Um, there's also one called Allison, which I think is really cute. It is really cute. <laughs> um, lots of social media training. I th- I feel like the biggest the biggest components on these on this list here a lot of social media, which I think is interesting. Um, like, because I think it's pretty straightforward. But I, I agree. Know. I mean, I was I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know that Facebook has mm-hmm. a free class on. I, uh, that's news to me. Yeah. And a lot of places just generally have resources available for you to learn. It may not necessarily be a class, but it's definitely, I mean, we are in the age of inbound marketing. We're in the age of digital marketing where marketers are telling everybody, hey, educate people. So just start Googling stuff and, you know, you could probably find whatever it is you're, you're looking for a solution. And if you don't find that solution, then that is a good blog post for you to to write about to write about well, and, but i also think that it's really good that we're cons- we're just constantly learning like and and even us as marketers and and an agency here just to continue to be looking for things to maybe challenge us a little bit like whenever you're reading christopher penn's you know blog then you were like i don't know if i'm gonna agree with this like mm-hmm. i don't know like we oh, might yeah. be like we might have some conflicting views but like it was kind of a challenge and so you were drawn to read it to mm-hmm. see do i agree with this or do i not and and to be open to learning something maybe that's a little bit different. 
So I think it's great. Don't be sat in your ways, marketers. Nope. Not always, in this. always learn. Otherwise, you will be left in the dust. <laughs> Not in the digital age. Y'all. <laughs> All right. What else do we have today? I don't have anything. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I don't have anything We're, extra. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm frantically reaching, reaching for my script here that Michael, Michael so, so graciously, so graciously left us. Left us. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening today. Spin Radio is brought to you by SpinWeb, a digital agency located on the web at spinweb.net. SpinWeb delivers enterprise websites, development, and digital marketing solutions. You can send any questions or comments to radio at spinweb.net. Thanks again for joining us this week. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. It's time for a dance party now. Oh, dance party. And thanks, Nathan.